0: Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this lovely Monday by Mr. Lightskin himself, Sean DePauze. Sean, how you doing? Lovely. Better now that Chain's not here. Right? It's a party <laughs> it's you today. It's kind of weird for me. It's the first time or I guess the first show I did was with uh with Shane, and now this will yeah. be my first show with just you. So it's definitely gonna be better, right? I mean
1: you have to imagine Shane's Shane holds us down. Right? He's, he's out he's out in out in mobile partying it up with Saul. I'm sure not doing any actually actual work.
0: No, not uh, at all. <laughs> we'll get some great stuff from them at, at the senior bowl throughout the week, maybe even something from uh Rashad White. It's a big week for college football, big week for just ASU sports in general. Um, Start off kind of with Shane, with Saul uh, in Alabama, the Senior Bowl this Saturday, ASU with only Rashad White. How much do you think him playing in this game can boost his draft stock? A lot. I think
1: think the last time... I saw a ranking from, I think it was Mel Kiper. He was sixth amongst running backs, which was a pretty big shock to me. Uh, And I think this is a kind of game where he can, he can kind of prove the doubters wrong a little bit and, and move up that stock a little bit. Like, I mean, he's not going to end up as the first running back off the board. Um, Walker from Walker, right from Michigan State, is just an absolute oh, animal. Yeah. So he's probably going to stay at the, the top of that list. But I think Rashad definitely can move up there. And if not, then I think he's going to end up being a steal in the draft. But the Senior Bowl, I think for everybody that's in it, um, is, is just a kind of prove it kind of situation where mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, pro scouts from basically every team are there and, and they get a chance to see what these guys are made of um, up against other guys in the exact situation. I mean, everyone that's there is playing to get drafted. So they're all going to be playing hard. It's not, it's not like a pro bowl situation necessarily where they're just kind of there for fun. They're, they're, they're there to prove something. Um, So it can be, it can definitely be a pretty big deal for everyone there, especially Rashad.
0: Yeah. I, I love the senior bowl. Don't yeah. you? Like, yeah, it's, no,
1: it's a lot of fun.
0: It's, it's so like, so nice to see the guys that have stuck with, with it after a lot of these years, a lot of these guys, you know, started at Juco, worked their way up to a D1 university, uh, and and they've earned it they've earned a spot to play at the senior bowl Rashad White obviously having a great season at ASU last year over a thousand yards rushing 15 touchdowns on the ground five and a half yards of carry uh, and then obviously he was a big weapon in the passing game too for Jaden Daniels who who did have a little bit of a down year but if, I, if we're going to get ahead of ourselves, as we love to do on this show, uh, let's say Rashad White has a great senior bowl performance. Let's say the combine goes well, et cetera. Where would you like to see him end up? Like your dream uh, scenario.
1: Dream scenario for like what team he's on? Yep. Oh, I mean uh, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't think – I don't think in, in – when you look at, at the Bills roster – they struggled in the rushing game. Um, I don't think, like, Zach Moff was hurt for a lot of the year, and I don't necessarily think him and Devin, Devin Singletary are, like, the the future of that of that backfield. And I think yeah. Rashad could slot in there with Singletary pretty nicely. Nice. Um, and we're also going to have a new offensive coordinator, so seeing how they could use someone like Rashad would be really interesting. Um, but, I mean, there's there, I think anyone, any team could use a team like him, I mean, you look right here at home with the Cardinals, they have two running backs who are free agents. You, I don't know if they're gonna resign both of them. I think it would make sense for them to resign both of them, but if, if they don't, that's another place Rashad could slip in. But I mean, like I said, there's a lot of teams that I think could use a running back like Rashad, so. Um, I think, like I said, with as low as he's being ranked by some of these so-called draft experts, I think he's going to end up being a steal, regardless of where he goes. Uh, do, you, do you have somewhere like specific in mind that you think?
0: I just I, I feel like with all of these versatile running backs, I feel like they would be they just fit in a system with like the Ravens. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like any really any collegiate running back can thrive in that system just because of how devoted they are to the run and how much that like plays a role in their offense. But yeah, Rashad White to the Ravens would be, I I would would personally love to see it.
1: It would be. And and, I mean, that's a team that struggled to have weapons for, to get weapons for Lamar. Um, And like, I mean, like you said, Jaden relied a lot on him in the, the passing game. And so having someone like that, that Lamar can rely on in the passing game and have someone that, You know, defenses can't just cue in on Lamar um, and have to respect Rashad, maybe do a little little speed option type offense. Um, I actually, would be real, real interesting to see him in that situation.
0: And you figure they're trying to get younger at the position, right? Like Latavius Murray, he's up there. You've got Devonta Freeman, who had a pretty good year. Uh, props to my fantasy team for having him on that. <laughs> but those two guys are, are probably nearing the end of their NFL career, at least as three down backs. So, like, if if you're yeah. looking for a spot for him to, like, go play and possibly earn a starting role, like, I could see him having, like, a rookie season with the right offense, similar to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, right? Like, yeah. w- super unexpected for him to just kind of season opener, do what he did. Uh, So I could definitely see Rashad White having somewhat of a similar start to his career if he laid in the right spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you look at that Ravens team. They had so many injuries, specifically at the running back position. Like uh, like the guys that ended up ending that season with them wouldn't have been on an NFL roster if it wasn't for the fact that they had so many injuries. And I mean, you saw Rashad was like the entirety of ASU's offense. It would be really interesting to see him when he's not having that many touches and is a little more well rested. um, And just – Seeing how an NFL offense could use him, I think the Ravens would be obviously as a Bills fan. I would love to see him in a Bills jersey. <laughs> That's an instant cop of a jersey, but oh yeah, um, it would be. It would be. I think he. I agree that he could thrive in a, in a situation like the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I want to transition a little bit. You mentioned how important he was to ASU's offense uh, last season. ASU's offense and really the team in general's got a big day on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, National Signing Day. Sun Devils had a rough start to the 2022 um, class, just based off of the ongoing investigation, yep. all that stuff. Kind of rough for uh, those coaches, and specifically Zach Hill to be yeah. to leave the program last week, uh, just a couple <laughs> days before signing day. How much do you think what transpired at the end of last week is going to impact how strong of a day ASU has on Wednesday?
1: I mean, look, obviously there's the potential for it to have really hurt. But I think when you look, I think if anything, I think there's a potential that it, it helped. I, like, I, I'm obviously trying to find a silver lining. But, like, if you're a recruit and you're looking at ASU situation and you're just, like, prior to Zach Hill leaving and you're just like, I don't know what this team, this coaching staff is going to look like. <laughs> um, I think kind of that uncertainty could hurt but now that it's clear that they're, they're moving on, obviously if you're a recruit, you like to know who your offensive coordinator is going to be um, yeah. specifically on that side of the ball. But I think now that he's gone and you're not, you know, for a fact, it's not going to be him. And you have Brian Billick, who is not going to, at least said is not going to be the offensive coordinator, but um, like is still there. And is someone that they can look at and learn from, but, um, it's listen. the Recruiting was going to be difficult regardless. I think the uncertainty was go, is, was going to weigh heavy on a lot of recruits. Um, but I think the fact that they know for sure that Zach Hill is not going to be their offensive coordinator and they're moving in a new direction, and especially if you're if you're a top tier recruit and and Herm looks at the kind of the talent that he has coming in and can kind of pick an offensive coordinator that is going to be able to utilize the talent that he gets from this recruiting class. Um, maybe there's some potential there, but like I said, it was going to be, it was going to be tough regardless of, of what happened with Zach Hill and what happens just because the investigation was already looming pretty large over this class.
0: Yeah. I love how optimistic you and Shane are. It's (laughs) so great.
1: (laughs) You have to try, you have to try to be, I mean, listen, there's, there's, like I said, it was going to be tough regardless. So hopefully the fact that they know for certain that they were moving on from Zach Hill, um, that hopefully that can that can help and not hurt, but like I said, the investigation wasn't going to help regardless. So
0: yeah, and recruiting is such a big part of today's college football. Like yeah. in 20 years ago, you could have gotten away. I felt like with like eh, an average recruiting class, whatever. Like nowadays, it is so much on your incoming talent. Like you look at the freshmen uh, and sophomores just across the country and how much they contribute. To some of these top-tier teams? Like if you're a recruit, for example, right? Let's say Sean DePaz, wide receiver, five-star recruit, and you're committing to somewhere in the Pac-12, right? You've got let's say you've got offers from everyone in the Pac-12. Why does ASU like why do you go to ASU over a USC? Why do you go to ASU over a school like Oregon or Washington? Like, what makes asu stand out to a recruit on wednesday
1: yeah i mean if if i'm giving that pitch to uh to me as a five-star recruit i'm, l- I'm looking at like listen you go to usc the, the potential for you to get buried there is is easy they're there they always have like a stud wide receiver they, and so like and like now that they have lincoln riley the recruit like the recruits and the transfers that are coming in are there's a chance that you don't get touches? You come to ASU, you're going to be the star. I mean, we've talked before about how ASU's receiving core is not the best, and it's it's probably the weakest point of their offense coming into this new season. If you come, if you're a five star that comes to ASU, you're instantly the center of that offense, especially now that we don't they, they, they don't have Rashad. Like it's the receive who's getting those those targets is completely up in the air. um And so, if you're a five star coming to, to ASU. The potential for you to shine is huge, um, and I mean, you look. Jaden struggled a little bit last year, but you look at who he was in years prior. Like he, the potential for for a, a Jaden deposed tandem, like a Jaden five star <laughs> tandem, is is huge. Um, so I think I think that's kind of the the pitch that a, a receiving a receiver prospect would get is like, look, you go to one of these other targets that are always getting stars, or one of these other schools that are always getting stars. You might, you might get buried if you don't, like, you have to show out or else you're not going to be that the guy there. You come to ASU, you're the guy off rip. And, I mean, like you said, the recruiting is, is huge because you look at tra- the transfer portal and how that's being utilized. If you don't get – if guys don't get the touches they expected year one, they're leaving. Yeah. Um, come to ASU, you don't have to worry about that. You're getting touches. So um, I think there's definitely a reason uh, for a recruit especially a receiving recruit to come to ASU for sure.
0: Yeah. Obviously ASU and Herm, they've kind of had to fill fill the void of, you know, not having some of those recruits that they were maybe expecting in the upcoming yeah. class with transfers. Uh, and I think that's really an interesting thing as well, right? Like you've got that same pitch is the pitch I think that is given to a lot of those transfers, right? Like guys 100%. like that are on their last run, And they need a place that is a Division One school to get some sort of just get their name out there, right? And like that's exactly what ASU presents.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at a transfer like Xavier and Valade, who we got from what was it, Eastern Michigan or Wyoming? Sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. It was it would, but I mean, it was either Western Michigan or Wyoming. My bad. But uh, you look at him. It's like we lose, we lose Chip, and we lose Rashad. Like you lose your top two running backs. And if you're a guy like that, who is going into his last year of eligibility mm-hmm. wants to get to a power five, tr- maybe get his name in there, potentially get a late round draft or maybe an un- undrafted free agent type thing, like get looks from N- NFL scouts. This is a perfect situation to do that. Um, yeah. They're not there. There's, there's openings for recruits for Juco guys for potentially incoming freshmen. There, there's openings for them to get touches right away and not get buried. So there is definitely a situation because like at the end of the day, obviously there's questions with ASU. They're still a power five. They're still pac 12. Yeah. They're yeah. still playing Oregon. They're still playing USC. They're playing Oklahoma state next year. Like re- scouts are going to be watching ASU games, Um, regardless if they're there for ASU or not. I mean, how yeah. many times do you hear stories like that where their scouts are looking are there for another guy. And they see this guy and they're like, Oh my, who, who is this kid? Yeah, And that's how they, that's how they get their name out there. So ASU is definitely um I think there's definitely benefits to coming to ASU. Not to mention the fact that it's fucking beautiful in Phoenix. It's beautiful in Tempe. Like, like there's there's reasons just to live here. Let alone the cost come to of living is
0: you can actually live here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you're not going to LA, right? Yeah. So you can afford to you, live here. You can drive here. Um, so I mean, there's there's benefits for sure. And they and are. I mean, you go to somewhere, you go to go to somewhere like USC. They're not the only show in town. People oh, no. don't care about USC football like they do. Like, in L.A., there's obviously there's potential there, but, like, your, your sixth, fifth biggest show there, come to Tempe, ASU football, during ASU football season, like, obviously, it's the Cardinals, but, like, it's it's everything. A, a, Tempe is a college town. L.A. is not that. Um, so there's – when you're cause looking
0: specifically at the Pac-12 South, there's a lot of reason to go to, to a
1: school like ASU, I think.
0: I'm playing the billet clip. I'm sitting down with the kid, and I'm just playing that Brian Billet clip. of yeah. uh, some, some people go to college. Some people go to Arizona State. Turning it off, and I'm just going to hand them the letter of intent right there, and they're going right? to
1: sign. Yeah. That's how yeah. it goes, man. I mean, listen, ASU, that's another thing. Like, if you're trying to go to a school and have, like, that college experience, ASU is, is the college. <laughs> like, it's the college for the college experience. You're going to have fun at ASU, mm-hmm. especially if you're a football player. Like, it's – it's the spot. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think there's a lot, like I said, a lot of reasons to go to a school like ASU.
0: Yeah. You won't get buried on the depth chart uh, like you would at some big university. Yeah. Uh, a beautiful story coming out of the NFL. You know, I don't know if you've heard his name, but uh, quarterback Joe Burrow uh, got yes. buried on some depth charts yep. in college. Now he is playing in the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> Which Joey. Was Oh, yeah. Well, trust me, we will 100 percent get into that. But if you're listening, if you want to bet on an underdog, all you got to do, DraftKings is the place to go download the app. It's the moment we've been waiting for since September. And it's finally here in honor of the big game. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just five dollars you get two hundred and eighty in free bets if your team wins. Oh man, Sean, I think I'm gonna roll with them again. I, you got to. They're four, right now they're four point dogs. <sighs> yeah, I mean,
1: listen, again, hard to doubt them. I think this this uh, Rams defense might be a little better. They, I don't think Joe Burrow's really had to play a like legendary corner or defensive back like he will yeah. have to in Jalen Ramsey. So. It'll be, I think it'll be another, like, an even more difficult, um, a more difficult task. But it's hard, to, it's hard to bet against Joe Shisey right now. He's, him and Jamar are balling. Him and you Jamar are balling.
0: All you got to do, okay, after you download the DraftKings Sportsback app, go ahead, go on our Instagram on, I believe it's Friday, check out the Defend Lock, and just fade whatever he picks. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he picks, do the exact opposite. And you'll win or you could just go with me and you could just take the bangles plus four because that sounds like free money. But regardless, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, 21 plus. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Sean. It's been a couple days, okay? We, we've had some time to cool off, uh, kind of see things in perspective. Bobby Hurley's team, back in yeah. Tempe this week after a three-game road trip. How you feeling?
1: I mean, listen, when you look at who we're playing, hard to feel optimistic. But, I mean, you look at what happened in that, that U of A game, not like there was plenty of reason to be optimistic. I, I, was, I was looking, I was on Twitter today, and I saw a stat that uh, – Pac-12 teams are one and four in the third game of the three-game road trip. And that's exactly what they were the situation they were in against Arizona. It was mm-hmm. the third game of a three-game road trip, and they still kept it close. Like, so they're finally getting home. Um in after a couple of, of close games against really, really good opponents. I I I feel like there's plenty of reason to be optimistic. Am I Going as far as predicting a win, no, but it might. Would I be like, I'm I'm at a point now where I'm not going to be surprised. Like, if they had beat U of A, I would have been shocked. If they beat UCLA, right? Like, if they beat UCLA, I'm not going to be. USC,
0: you. USC, on USC, Thursday. yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be blown away. Like, USC is a, is a very winnable game. I mean, yeah. like we've talked about, USC kind of fraudulent, ASU getting better. Each game, I think that I think that's safe to say that since they started Pac-12 play, they've gotten better each game, and I think there's plenty of reason that, that, like I said, back home, um, I I just I think I would not be surprised if if they won. I'm definitely betting on them to cover, that's for sure. Um, But I am, yeah, I I think there's plenty of reason to be optimistic about this game and the rest of the
0: season. Yeah, I know it's only Monday, so got a couple days till the game, Um, and hopefully we'll talk to Bobby before then. But I got I my my heart is telling me to go with ASU. I genuinely feel like Arizona State pulls off the upset and they win on Thursday, and it kind of flips around their season. Like it is hard for me to look at those last two games, or I won't even say the two games in general. I'll say all of all of the first thirty-five minutes or thirty-two <laughs> minutes of the U of A game, and the first twelve of the USC game. Like, legitimately, if ASU can play a complete game of basketball, there is no question in my mind that they can beat USC at home.
1: Like, I don't think they could beat anyone in the Pac 12 if they play a full game.
0: Like, like, they, I mean, we saw it. We saw how yeah. capable they are against U of A. Um, like, they're just, they're talented. It's just a matter of putting it all together.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I mean, I think if you, if you asked me a couple weeks ago and you look at this stretch of games they have to play against all these ranked teams and you asked me if, if I thought they were going to win a game, I would say no, but now you look at, they have USC, UCLA, U of A. I think I expect them to come out of the stretch of games with at least one win. Um, I, I, they clearly are capable of playing with anybody in this conference. Um, So I don't like I mean you said it we keep like it's every day it's kind of every time we talk about this team, it's like if they can just put these things together, then but I they're getting closer and closer to doing exactly that. Yeah. And I think um we saw Marion's clearly capable of playing well, DJ is clearly capable of playing well. Like if if they can do that, if they can put it all together, and like I like I said before the U of A game and after the U of A game, like I, Enoch was important. Enoch played well. If he keeps improving and we get dependable size down low, I think U of A or ASU is going to be a hard team to beat, especially in Tempe um, for the rest of the season. So I, I think, like I said, there's a lot a lot of reason to be optimistic.
0: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. It seems like we're talking about a lot of the same stuff uh, after each game and the fact that like this team improves, right? Like, if if when we saw that stretch of games that they're they're on right now, you could argue that they wouldn't win a single one, uh, and yeah. like that wouldn't be a crazy thought for them to lose five six in a row. But like here we are; they've lost two games, and now we're talking about like okay, despite the losses, it feels like they're improving.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's it's. Like, yeah I mean you look at what the spread was for that u of a game if you had asked me two weeks ago i'm i'm predicting them to lose these games by like an average of like 25 points yeah. I think they can they're capable of keeping any of these games at least within single digits like uh, they're they're clearly improving they're just in the middle of the hardest stre- like you look at the stretch I don't know if anyone in the country has had to play a harder stretch of basketball games than ASU does yeah has is in the middle of like, I, I, I bet you if you if you looked at strength of schedule over a course of any five-game stretch, that a school in the country has had a hard one. They, yeah. Like, they're playing three of the best teams in the country in, over the course of five straight games. It's absurd. Yeah. And and the school they played in Stanford managed to beat one of these teams. Two of these teams, actually, I think. So, like, they're playing really difficult teams and hanging in most of them.
0: Yeah. And so, that's not even including Baylor, at the, like, at the beginning of the season and Creighton. Yeah. Like, yeah. They've just had a they, tough schedule overall. They beat an
1: Oregon team that is rolling right now. Like they they're they're clearly capable of beating or at least hanging with good teams. And so my only my only fear my only fear is that they're playing to the level of their opponents because once they get out of these games and they have Washington Washington State, Oregon again who they clearly were able to beat but is but is playing much better. I have to qualify that like oregon's playing a lot better now than they were at the beginning of the season but like you look at the end of this season there's no reason there's no reason what they have six eight games there's no reason they can't go six and two over the course of those last eight games if not like if not better so i think i think as long as they can keep improving over the stretch even if they don't manage to win any of these games you look at the end of the season there's no reason they can't go on a run and shane has talked about it multiple times it's not necessarily about it's not a about how you start is how you finish if they're hot going into the pac 12 tournament listen like they they may be able to surprise some people i'm not like i said i'm not predicting them to win that tournament but they i don't think people are predicting them to do anything in that tournament i think they might they're capable of surprising some people so listen all that they improve every day and that's really all you can ask for especially with how this season kind of started
0: Yeah. They got 11 games left in the regular season. Let's see what they can like. Let's see what Bobby Hurley, like, I feel like this is going to be a coaching moment. Like, let's see what Bobby Hurley can do. Um, And and it's like you mentioned, like this team is getting better. The losses have turned into lessons. I literally just wrote a piece on gophnx.com 30 minutes ago. Go check it out. Go read it. Explaining how kind of what Sean and I just talked about, like, this team, despite the losses, is learning a lot. They're growing. They're finding their identity, and they're like they are a game or two away from finding their groove. So, yeah. if if you wanna if you want to see why that is, uh, the numbers behind it. Go become a PHNX member. Unlock a world of Arizona sports coverage you never even imagined possible. Head to go to PHNX.com today and become a member of the family. And you'll get either a free T-shirt from the PHNX locker or your first month for just 50 cents just for signing up. Got a great deal still going on. 20% off Sun shirts for members. Personally, I feel like the Sun shirts are probably the best ones that we got in the locker. Yeah, They're they go pretty, pretty good.
1: hard. Those in the Coyote shirts, like, the fight the sun shirts that the book sunset drive booker shirt goes Ooh. so hard it goes so hard um but yeah no you gotta they're so soft too that's something that that i can't get over is they're like some of the most comfortable t-shirts i own um which i was definitely not expecting <laughs> to be honest but i was pleasantly surprised and i can promise you that they might be some of the most comfortable shorts you own too once you go fill your your closet up with ph merch
0: Oh, of course, and the Suns are killing it. Best team in the oh. NBA, first to 40. Yeah. So go get a PHNX shirt at the the gophnx.com in our locker. You get either a free T-shirt from the locker or your first month just for signing up. 50 cents just for signing up on that first month. It's time to redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan. It's time for Go PHNX. Sean, you mentioned earlier that uh, you and... You and the the man who bounced to Alabama pretty quickly, yeah. just 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 after that one game. <laughs> so if if you guys are a fan of the show, if you've listened, you know last week we were all the three of us were back and forth about the Bengals Chiefs game. Um, I was heavy on Bengals plus seven. I was the only one, and Sean and Shane were. Big Pat Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes, TikTok guys, like that's just that's just what they were doing. They were hammering the minus seven. Whoa,
1: okay. For last on the Jackson Mahomes thing, I was anti Jackson
0: hammering. Sean was saying how much he loves Jackson Mahomes, how much whoa, they want to be besties. Uh, but yeah, the, the what, what happened, man?
1: What Joe Scheiße happened? I mean, <laughs> I was a fool for doubting the coldest player in the NFL right now. <laughs> Joe Burrow is smoking that Chiefs pack, bro. Just, I mean, the Chiefs just didn't show up in the second half. I don't really know what happened. I mean, listen, I don't, I still think you were a fool for thinking this was going to happen, but look, it, it did happen. Like, I mean, there was no reason to expect this. I mean, there was reason to expect it, but I think everything was just, listen, I just think, Like the poetic nature of the Chiefs winning the coin toss, holding the ball for 13 seconds, and then losing it, losing the game in overtime is just so beautiful. If you had hand that script to someone in LA and they're throwing it in your face because it's so unbelievable, like it's just, it's crazy. Um, So listen, I'm happy. This is exactly what I wanted. It's just not what I expected. So I will take this loss with pride.
0: Are you happy that you and uh, you and Shane get to have some highlights for a little bit?
1: Listen, I told you I've had my hair bleached before. I look good with bleached hair. So the jokes on you. I just the gap between me and the rest of the people
0: on this podcast in terms of hotness is just going to grow. So <laughs> yeah, you you played yourself. Listen, I'm I'm happy to help. I've actually I, I've got some family friends who actually do hair for a living. Uh so oh. we're definitely when uh, when Shane gets back in town, I'm thinking maybe next Friday. Um, on friday fun day we can do the show while you guys are getting your hair done you guys be real cute hey, it'd be great <laughs>
1: i'm i'm honestly i'm looking forward to it i listen i'm a man of my word, so i'll take it i'll take it in stride
0: you know how joe burrow is good is or you know you know joe burrow is good because he made he's turned Eli Apple into a Super Bowl cornerback.
1: Yo, for real. Eli <laughs> Apple was out here talking shit to Tyreek Hill as if he's not <laughs> the worst corner in football. All right. That that is hilarious to me. Um but hey, he, he, Joe Burrow was cold. He's put he put he has no offensive line. He's putting this team on his he's put all of
0: Ohio on his
1: back. He's the LeBron <laughs> of, of Cincinnati football.
0: That's the story I want to see on like I want to see a thirty for thirty on Joe Burrow. Yeah, like,
1: I mean, you look at he was he was transferred from Ohio State. Like, This was not supposed to happen. And now he's just clearly like the future, like the AFC is just going to be so crazy for years to come. It's unbelievable. You look at that, that conference, the quarterbacks that are in it. It's not even a contest.
0: Oh, yeah. I was telling somebody the other day, like five of the seven AFC playoff spots are taken for the next 10 years. Yeah, I
1: mean, like it it's looked- hard to believe the the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals aren't, aren't gonna be in the like those, at least two of those teams aren't gonna be in the AFC Championship for the next decade. Like, yeah. they're unbelievable, and it, I mean, you got the Chargers getting better. You have to think Justin Herbert is gonna get it there, get there eventually. Um, if they get Lamar tools, like they're gonna get there. It's the AFC is just it's crazy. I think this might be the NFC's last chance to win a Super Bowl for a while. Because this is oh, probably yeah. the weakest team that there's going to the weakest AFC team that's going to get to the Super Bowl for uh, years to come.
0: Oh, yeah, this is we're seeing and I, I, I love it personally is somebody somebody actually compared it and I actually didn't even think of talking about it on the on today's pod until now. Uh, somebody had posted a TikTok regarding like the, the current era of quarterbacks. Uh, the new age that we're seeing It kind of comparing it to quarterbacks of the earlier generation that we all like grew up watching. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to get your take on like these comparisons. Okay. So we're going to start off with Pat Mahomes being compared to none other than Tom Brady. Your initial take on that one. I mean,
1: I think you look at like, I don't think, I don't think, Mahomes is going to get to the level of accomplishment that Tom Brady did, yeah. because the competition that he has in his own conference is going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think when you look in terms of like actual talent as a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes might be the most talented quarterback of all time. Like his arm talent, the, the things he can do with like the altering his arm angle is ridiculous. Um, but I think in terms of them being at like the top of their respective like classes, then sure, I think Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, and it's hard to argue against Mahomes being the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So.
0: Yeah. Now we got second on that list. We got your boy, Josh Allen, who is this generation's Peyton Manning. Yeah. I mean,
1: probably number two in the in the league. He in terms of like in terms of this generation, he's Mm going to have to get he's going to struggle to get past Mahomes. Mahomes is going to be in his way for a while. And uh, I just I don't know i think it's, like when you look in terms of their physical abilities this this is the greatest generation of quarterback ever yeah like no it one is. has ever there's never been someone that's been able to do like the arm talent that mahomes has i don't think there's ever been or ever will be a quarterback like josh allen in terms of like just he's like a tight end a running back and a quarterback all at once it's unbelievable and just he has arm talent that you don't see like that only mahomes can com- compare to and yeah. the physical ability that no quarterback has ever had like cam newton maybe he's got cam newton athleticism and patrick mahomes level arm talent it's so it's unbelievable but i think in terms of what he's going to mean to his team his franchise and in terms of being kind of like number two in his generation i think that's a pretty fair comparison
0: yeah before we get into the rest you mentioned just how crazy like the physical ability is of mm-hmm. those uh, I-, I wonder if it's because they are also taking our new product athletic greens Uh, just could, it could possibly be that that's what the Buffalo Bills are feeding or deny. (laughs) They may or may not be feeding the Buffalo Bills, athletic greens, but regardless, they're feeding us. Uh, I don't know, Sean, have you tried it yet? But athletic greens actually really good. Uh, I definitely feel a difference in the morning. You're supposed to take it, I guess, before you have like a cup of coffee, like the very first thing Mm -hmm. you take, it tastes good. But it also, like, is just a great way to energize and kind of start your day without getting, like, the ridiculous jitters um, of caffeine. Yeah. So, like, yeah. with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens antigens to help you start your day right literally sounds exactly what Josh Allen has to be taking. Um, if Um, to, to be anything like that. But quite literally, it's, it's a no-brainer. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's recommended by professional athletes. Uh, cannot confirm or deny Josh Allen. Uh, it's cheaper <laughs> than getting all the different supplements yourself. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you've got to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Slash Sundevils again. That's athleticgreens.com Slash Sundevils to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, and who knows? Maybe you'll end up exactly like Josh Allen. Uh, but back to that lovely list. This is actually my favorite comparison Joe Burrow is this generation's Drew Brees.
1: Um, I can understand why someone would say that, but I don't think that's, I think. Joe Burrow is going to be. I think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Drew Brees, like in already? terms of ability as quarterback. Yes, um, <laughs> I think I think Joe Burrow is going to end up being a top five quarterback all time. Wow, and which I think you could argue that Drew Brees is. I don't know, but um, I just I think Joe Burrow is going. Listen, if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, he's already going to have as many Super Bowls as Drew Brees. Like I think in year two in year two exactly like it's unbelievable um so listen i think again i understand in terms of him being maybe the third best quarterback of his generation but listen i don't think this like realistically the hard part like i don't think this generation compares to any other i think this is the greatest generation of quarterbacks we're ever going to see or have ever seen i can't speak for the future when these dudes are going to be like 64 220 at, <laughs> at 6 years old but like i, I think you look at just the the talent and the potential like look at what this the generation of quarterbacks we're comparing this generation of quarterbacks to yeah it, these guys these guys have been in what Mahomes has been in the quarter, the super bowl or the super bowl three times and has been to the playoffs four yeah. like he already has a super bowl Drew Burrow is getting to the Super Bowl in his first full season. Josh Allen has been to the AFC Championship twice and has, er, no, once and has prevented. The only reason he hasn't been to a Super Bowl is because of the other guy we're talking about, Patrick Mahomes. Like the the future, and we haven't even, we haven't talked about Justin Herbert. We haven't talked about Lamar Jackson, who might be the most physically gifted quarterback of all time. Um, Michael Vick would have something to say about that. He's a new, he's a new age Michael Vick, though. If any, like, you, He, if if anything, they're the same. They're
0: like they're video games. They're watching a video game. And Michael Vick ran, or Michael Vick walked, so that Lamar Jackson could run. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's
1: valid. But like, you just look at this generation of quarterbacks. It's the greatest I think we've ever we've ever seen. And you look at who is the greatest out of this generation, Uh, with the exception of Joe Burrow, like people didn't expect Josh Allen to be as great as he is. No one expected Patrick Mahomes to be this Lamar. People wanted him to be a running back Herbert, like maybe, but he was up in Oregon. Like, so uh, you look at this generation, Joe Burrow, of course was the number one overall pick, but you look two years before he got drafted, no one predicted this to happen. So like it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I mean, granted you could say the same thing about Tom Brady, but like, Peyton Manning was supposed to be one of the best. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's, this generation is unbelievable. It's, it's going to be awesome.
0: The rest of the list has Justin Herbert as Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray as Philip Rivers, Dak as Romo, Lamar Jackson as Big Ben, and Jimmy G as Eli Manning.
1: Okay. So now I'm looking at these comparisons differently because it clearly has nothing to do with their actual it's up, it's, football out, it's ability.
0: yeah so it's like going their, their, on their
1: career expectations. career okay um yeah
0: because kyler mean, kyler and uh, philip rivers ak- yeah, i was i heard of that <laughs> and I was just
1: like, what and then you said what'd you say lamar and big ben like that yep is, That was just like the most opposite quarterbacks of all time um <laughs> but i think eli and jimmy g is really interesting because i think that's going to be quarterbacks like jimmy g could have easily won a Super Bowl this year, and it would have had nothing to do with his ability at quarterback. Exactly. Um, I think Eli Manning is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. is. Like, I think Eli was a good quarterback. I think Jimmy G is just a bad quarterback. Um, I predicted his interception yesterday because it was the most obvious, like, see it coming type thing ever. But. I think those are really interesting. Um, I think Lamar, Big Ben. I would not be surprised if Lamar never wins a Super Bowl, and I don't think that's because of who Lamar is as a quarterback. I just think if you look at who he has to play, and I don't think the, the the Rams or the Ravens are in a position to get to where they need to to get Lamar yeah. to a Super Bowl. I think if anything is going to be like more like Michael Vick, where he is obviously incredibly talented, but just never has the playoff success. Um, but that, those comparisons are, are very very interesting. I do like it.
0: It's gonna to be tough, man. Lamar Jackson gonna to having to go Joe Burrow twice a year for the next ten years. Yeah. There's no telling what I mean. I mean, you figure the Browns are back in the market for a quarterback. Uh, I think Baker Same probably gets one more year. Steelers, yeah. I, I would love, and this is again we're we're off topic, but Kenny Pickett, I want to see him in Pittsburgh at Heinz yeah, Field, he pit to real Pittsburgh. Bad. The story writes itself. Like I feel like, honestly, honestly, I feel like he is going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, and I think just watching that rival, like these rivalries are only going to intensify as yeah. these quarterbacks like get better. But like there, there's been tweets and articles about it. Like if you are an AFC team and you do not have one of these five quarterbacks, you're in trouble for like the next decade. Yeah. You're not getting out of the AFC.
1: Yeah. I and mean, then we haven't even mentioned Jaden, when he just drafted first overall next year, oh, yeah, And of he, course. he's he becomes the greatest quarterback of all time. Like the future is bright. <laughs> for quarterbacks, of the NFL <laughs>
0: future is bright. For the NFL future is bright. For the PHNX Sun Devils show, that's all we've got for you guys today. Sean, I like the two. I like the two man show. I think Shane yeah, may be out of a job.
1: I, yeah, I think we might have to have a talk with Saul when they get back from Mobile. Uh, we'll to... see. We'll
0: see if Saul leaves him there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But thanks again for listening, guys. You can follow the show on social media at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at. Anthony underscore toe tree. Sean, where can the peeps follow Mister Lightskin himself?
1: At Sean underscore to pause, get the best takes on Twitter, and maybe some beautiful pictures of my face at some point.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna go like his photos, wait till next Friday when he's got bleached hair. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> be sure to tune in for that. We're gonna have a great show, especially for you guys on Wednesday. We've got the relaunch show. Um, Will not confirm or deny a phenomenal interview coming on wednesday we've got Ooh. signing day on wednesday like it is going like the show is going to pop off you are not going to want to miss it. we got Maybe new graphics
1: new music
0: new music new grab it's gonna be a party on wednesday like you're gonna want to show up Party, and if you're and not I'm, there
1: shane might be back
0: oh wait we've got breaking news real quick oh. as the show is ending Doug Haller just tweeted this out of The Athletic. Arizona State coach Herm Edwards has hired Glenn Thomas as offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach. Edwards spent the last two seasons at UNLV, but previously worked as a quarterback coach in the NFL with the Atlanta Falcons. Also worked at Baylor and Temple. Again, this is breaking news uh, from Doug Haller of The Athletic. So we are going to work to confirm that. But, I mean... We, I know we just, just tagged out of the show, but I mean, let's let's talk about that. 1st We're first. back, baby. We're back. <laughs> let's <laughs> talk it's about we were that. First gone, but we're back. <laughs>
1: um, listen, I mean, that's dope. He went for the Falcons, means he's worked with uh, Matt Ryan, which is awesome. I don't know exactly. Um, obviously, just heard about this. So I don't have any time to research his background, but um, I mean, worked in the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Um, that's good. I mean, you have it's good that our offensive coordinator is a quarterback coach, unlock maybe some more of the potential of Jaden. Um, but if, if you look, we were just talking about signing day earlier in the show. If you're a recruit, now you have certainty. You know what this team's looking like, you know who your offensive coordinator is going to be. So if anything's up in the air um, and, and you like this guy, maybe that's a push to, to sign with ASU. So it's, yeah. I'm glad that they made this move now as soon as possible, right before. Um, right before signing day. So recruits have that, that certainty coming into Wednesday.
0: And a lot younger than uh, some of the previous coaches. Obviously he does have that same NFL experience as some of these other guys, not the legendary name, like Brian Billick, Marvin Lewis, Herm Edwards, but was quarterbacks coach in the NFL um, with the Falcons for quite some time. He was an offensive assistant coach um, for four of those seasons. And in, all four of the seasons that he was an offensive assistant, they had a winning record. Um, you look at that 2010 season; the Falcons went 13 and three, made the playoffs. Um, and then he became the quarterbacks coach from 2012 to 2014. They had a winning record in 2012; they were again 13 and three, went one and one in the playoffs. Uh, then those last two seasons, the Falcons had kind of a down year; went four and twelve and six and ten. But it, it, you got to like that. They're going a little bit younger in my personal opinion. Yeah, um, I, again, I think that's the
1: future of offense.
0: Yeah, it, this is not a tradi- This doesn't feel like a traditional Herm higher um, agreed compared yeah. to the other guys that we've seen most notably bill coming in last week. But again, breaking news. Uh, yeah. Right as we're we're wrapping up the show, that's
1: why uh, you that's why you listen to to PHNX Sun Devils, baby. We, right, it, it only only show that you, only Sun Devils pod that you're getting content every day. Uh, oh yeah, and but yeah, no, I like the higher. Um, I think the the coaching staff just keeps getting more and more NFL experience heavy, which I think has got to be appealing to recruits that have aspirations of getting to the NFL. So. Uh, I, you know, the potential is there. I, I'm like I said, I'm happy they did this before
0: Wednesday. Of course. Again, breaking news from the athletics Doug Haller, Arizona State, hiring offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Glenn Thomas. I will have a story up on the website at gophnx.com as soon as we get some confirmation from the university. Uh, but until then, man, catch the PHNX Sun Devils pod almost every day. We'll be back again on Wednesday for a lovely, lovely relaunch show. But until then, guys, thanks so much for listening.